Hi, everyone, and welcome to Signature West Podcast. I'm your host, Sam West from Palm Springs, California. My guest today is Ron DeHart, and he is running for City Council District 3 in Palm Springs, California. And the intention in the next half an hour or so is to find out why. So let's find out why. Hi, Ron. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Good to hear. So um, I know you, I met you over a year ago. And I know you as the president of Pride for Palm Springs and the commissioner for human rights for the city of Palm Springs. Yes. You still doing all that? Yes, I, uh, I was elected uh, five times as the chair of the commission. And uh, I'm, uh, my term has uh, been extended by city council for a few more months. So I'm still serving uh, after about six years on the human rights commission. So at what point did you decide I want to run for city council? You know, um, over the years, uh, I was asked, you know, several times by, you know, key folks in the community and, and it just didn't feel right at the time. And, and I was busy on other, other projects and my focus was uh, on other, um, you know, core nonprofits that I was working with. But uh, when Jeff Coors announced that he wasn't seeking another term for District 3, um, I, I thought, you know, this is probably the time for me to do it. Um, you know, I've uh, my priorities uh, have shifted and I've got the time in my schedule now. Uh, so I went for it. And um, uh, since I, I have long uh, had a, a tie to Palm Springs, you know, I care about the city's uh, vitality. I'm um, a small business owner, a uh, gay Hispanic father of two. You know, um, it's it's time for me to stand up and provide my leadership to help guide our city forward through some of the challenges that we're facing. And what, for the ones that are listening and they don't know where exactly District 3 starts and ends. So District 3 is uh, south of Vista Chino from basically the mountain to Sunrise, down to Ramon. So roughly, that's the the area south of Vista Chino to Ramon, from the mountain to Sunrise. So, the, 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 I guess the, the the main question is, beside the why, obviously, you know, it's a big responsibility, right? And what do you see that looking like for you? God willing, you get elected. Well, I think uh, for me, it's uh, you know I'm 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 dedicated. I'm going to be dedicated to helping um, work on some of the core crisis level issues that that I see and then I know people in our community feel are important to them. Uh, addressing uh, the having safe streets, addressing the homelessness in a very compassionate way, uh, really looking at um, our uh, economic development within the city and, and having accessible housing um, is, is their core important issues. They're not gonna be solved overnight and it's gonna take us years to get our arms around um, affordable housing. Uh, I, I don't like affordable housing. I like accessible housing, um, and and the homelessness. You know, it's it's everybody knows we're we're being challenged with that in our community. Palm Springs is no different than many communities across the country, but 
we need leadership to come together and 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 come up with solutions that are going to work for our community and and that's what i'm ready to do i have to tell you you know i think i mentioned this briefly when we talked over a year ago during as far as like human rights and homelessness and i, and I grew up in la and i saw la you know years ago when it started with the problem and it got escalated and now it is where it is today <clears throat> it's a big problem like you said earlier it wouldn't take excuse me just one person to figure it all out <clears throat> and politics nowadays not exactly a fun topic what do you see that you can contribute that's different or what do you see that the 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 blueprint just to start the conversation for affordable housing for uh the crisis that's beginning to become more apparent. Uh, I see it now like on a bigger magnitude than I did a year ago. I've been here for two years now. And it's becoming more and more visually apparent. With regard to homelessness. Uh, oh, homelessness. Well, you know, it, it, like you said, it, it is just, it's a massive topic and and it's not something that one person or one group can can come together and solve obviously or else we would have we would have solved it a long time ago and i don't know if we'll ever solve um you know homelessness but we certainly can have a um, an impact to help people who are you know have run into difficult times in their life and and getting them to uh, services, whether it's social services that they may need, medical support, um, or, or mental health services. Um, those are all uh, areas where we have the means, we have the ability. We just, we have to connect, bring the the, the proper people together to uh, to create those avenues of access, and 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 that's where you know leadership that's committed to doing that is is going to have a, a huge role. And and working with the state, you know, having the state provide the funding and going down the path that they're going down now, which is the right path, and we need that support from the state level, and that will trickle down to the county, that will trickle down to uh, our city. Um, we you know, we all have to work together. Uh, from the governor's office to, you know, our local community churches that are helping to feed and clothe uh, those that are out on the street. Um, so it's a collaborative effort. Um, I'm known to be a collaborative leader, uh, and it's it's just in my nature right. uh, to, to to fight for the underdog. And uh, and and this is something that I'm I'm committed to work toward. I guess you know what I'm trying to find out, and I've had this conversation with so many people. It's almost daunting to, 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 to address it now. It's just a, such a big, big, you know, beast. What's gonna, what, what's different this time? I mean, you know, I, I hope for you, you get elected. Uh, I'm not here to promote either side, but what's gonna be different this time, working with the governor or working with the state or working with this and working with that? This has been a going on issue for so long and now it's escalating to business owners and, 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 and downtown What's going to be different? Yeah, um, yeah, big, big question, and and you know who 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 really knows what that answer is? Um, you know, I I don't know if anybody honestly would have that answer. 
Um, but what I see from, you know, personally, in my perspective, um, you know, having the resources now that uh, are, are coming from uh, our, our assembly and the, the, from the governor's office, uh, having the ability to help people um, who are in mental health um, crisis situations, um, we haven't been able to help people. We haven't been able to provide and why, is, and why is that? I mean, we had, you know, with our governor, this governor, the previous governor, it's not, not you know, blaming anyone. Why have we not been able to? I mean, it's been going on for so long. You know the the uh, you know the mental health uh, scene changed uh, decades ago uh, when when we closed you know our facilities were closed across the country, and what uh, what came with uh, you know post closure um, of those facilities and and the thought was well the community is going to care for those in need. Well you know yes we can care for many people in need in our community and we've got a very um, you know, a, a philanthropic community that cares about the neighbor. Um, but we're not in positions to care for individuals that that truly need mental health care. And um, without that individual acknowledging and saying to themselves and to uh, folks in the community that they want care, they are asking for uh, mental health care. They're willing to sign in and go be entered into a program or facility to get that mental health support. Um, unless they were willing to do that, we can't do that. You and I can't do that. The police department can't do that. Our government can't do that. What's changing now for the state of California is the care court. And with the care court coming, uh, and that's moving through our system, and, and every indication is um, it's going to uh, pass and, and, and get approved. Um, and with that, um, our local communities are going to be authorized to work with, excuse me, work with our mental health community and um, get them into facilities. So you are going to be able to take conservatorship of individuals and, and, and get them into the facilities where they clearly are not in positions to make those decisions on their own. So the government will be, or the state of California, will be in a position and local cities will be in a position to um, uh, help make those decisions um, in, in, from a conservative conservatorship standpoint and be able to uh, get folks into those services that they that they clearly need. Um, that's not going to help everybody. You know, that's going to certainly allow the cities to help those that are on the street that need um, need the help, and they're not um, they're not in a position to to ask for to understand what they need. Um, we're going to have a big challenge with um, uh, the, the, the percentage of folks that are on the street that, that are uh, habitual drug users. And, and, and that's, they, they, they've gone down that path and, and they're not seeking treatment. Some people will seek treatment and they do seek treatment here in our community. It happens, um, but it's not, it's not the norm. And um, that, that will continue to be a problem in our community because some people think, well, the solution is just arrest these drug users, or, um, you know, arrest them every time we see them um, using drugs or, or, or buying drugs in the community. 
And um, it would be nice. And then what? <laughs> you could. And then what? And, and, and yes, you can arrest them. But what happens uh, here in the state of California, we, you know, we passed legislation a few years ago that uh, that that says that we're not going to we're not going to detain individuals for petty crimes. Uh, many of the DAs in our larger cities aren't even prosecuting, um, you know, minor, quote, minor drug offenses. And when somebody does get arrested, when our uh, our police department takes the time and energy and they arrest this individual who may be using drugs on the street, look at the resources it takes for us to do that. We take arrest them, take them to the jail, and they're released within several hours. And they're usually back on the streets in Palm Springs within several hours. So how many times and, and how much of our resources do we tie up in that process when, when the person is not going to be held accountable in jail? They're not going to be held in jail. And um, it, it, it will take a, a huge offense, um, you know, catching uh, somebody who who's selling with the large amounts of drugs in their possession and perhaps is a repeat offender to be able to get them uh, arrested and prosecute them so that they do see time in jail. Um, so that is a problem. Um, that's something that the state of California voters, um, you know, we passed um, and and we felt that, uh, you know, the voters decided that, uh, you know, we shouldn't be incarcerating people for these minor offenses. Um, and, and that's uh, difficult for folks on the street to see. And even our business community, when our business community is, is being inundated with some of these challenges that come from uh, folks that are using using drugs and, and you know, on the street and, and causing problems for their business, uh, their customers. Um, and that's, but that's really, I, I, I really, at least from my perspective, I think the drug using issue is a, is a, is a fraction of the bigger problem. Uh, like affordable housing, for example. You know, we talked about that earlier. And, sure. you know, affordability is becoming a problem. You know, whether you're a drug user or not, affordability is a problem. Yeah. So I haven't got I haven't got I haven't got to that 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 other 33 yeah. percent of the people who are on the street are those who have fallen That's a upon big hard percentage. Times. That's a big percent. Yeah, that have fallen onto hard times. Um, they weren't able to make their their rent payment check and they're out on the street. Um, and now we have the 10 percent rent increase that was passed by the state that now people are uh, uh, landlords can increase the rent by 10 percent, which is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it for that group of people, they want, you know, it, it for many of them, the, the statistics show this isn't something that they chose. So what do we do you now? Know, the, so what, what does that look like? Yeah, so that's where the that's where the accessible housing component comes into play, and we can't fool ourselves. This isn't going to get solved overnight. Yep. We are not going to magically build three thousand homes mm -hmm. in the city of Palm Springs to be able to house uh, the you know the folks that 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 need housing. And and I don't know what the number is, but I suspect if we had three thousand houses tomorrow, that would certainly help us. It would certainly help our workforce, but it's 
it's not going to end the problem. Um, and, right. and, and it's not, you know, it's a pipe dream to think that we're going to get that kind of housing anytime soon. So what we have to do, everything, it's, we've got to take small steps. We've got to start. We've got to start somewhere. I am, I am a firm believer that we've got to start with workforce housing for, for the workers in our workforce? community. Workforce housing, okay. uh, get get housing, get accessible housing for those that are the workforce in our own community that are the backbone of of the means and mode of, mode of operation for our businesses, and what does that for look like? industry, and and we've got to build housing that's specifically for um uh workforce the workforce in our community it's uh, restricted to workers in the community uh it has um affordable rent so it uh, it's there's an entry point that our workers can have access to um they 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 won't have to be forced to be driving 45 minutes an hour and a half in the morning and in the night um that they can live in our community they can raise our their families in our community but we've got to start somewhere we've got to start somewhere and does that mean we can build 180 units in the next uh, uh, two years uh does it mean a 225 units um that, that's that is very doable and we've got the ability to do that and we need to do in a that timely manner do we say again in a timely manner do we yeah, I think you know time. Time is everything, right? Is it's not going to. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. There, there is, there is no, there is nothing we can do um, that's that's going to that's going to create this housing environment for us in in sixty days, ninety days. Um, but we do. We have to commit to start and build uh, these units uh, and and get them. Uh, you know, so folks can can live and and raise their children in their own backyard, and and not be looking at situations where they're they're they can't survive paycheck to paycheck, and then that puts them at risk of being the next people that have to live in their car or live on the street. Um, so you know, there is no mo magic solution. I I I don't know of it. Um, I I just uh, can can share with you some thoughts on. Uh, you know how how I see us approaching um, this this uh, accessible housing issue. While at the same time, we have to work on developments that that will provide a, a, a percentage of uh, low income housing availability in developments that are being uh, uh, constructed in in the city. That's not going to be the end solution. We're never. I, I don't see us ever getting to a point where we will have enough units. Uh, with uh, with developments coming online yeah. that are going to solve the problem. So I say tackle the workforce housing issue first. And if if it means we can have a thousand to two thousand units specifically aimed for our workforce uh, in Palm Springs, um, that is that's a big accomplishment. Um, and then at the same time, continue to uh, bring online these uh, dozen, two dozen, three dozen uh, unit facilities that, that are specifically set aside for low-income housing. Um, and, Let me and, ask you this. Is it possible, I don't, and I don't know much about politics in the city, state versus city, on a local level, is it possible to bring down the rent control uh, to, uh, to at least harness the escalation of uh, the ten percent of the world that that's being increased, and and at least make that a little bit more affordable, while you and everybody else working on 
building the affordability housing. Yeah, you know, and and that was uh, the rent rent control conversation was on the last city council agenda, and it was tabled uh, for um, a, a, a time when there there was more uh, time to have that discussion. I don't know, Sam. I don't know the the the, the legalities behind that either, but that is definitely. Um, you know, a, a core issue that we have to look at to see, is there any way we can curb um, that financial, um, you know, the, the rent increases, which cause... It makes no sense. I mean, why are you working hard on affordability? In the meantime, it's going 10%. By time, you know, however many months it takes to build affordability, the 10% already is in effect. It's, it's almost like backwards. I mean, forgive me for, for being such a uh, downer, but it's like it only makes the process harder for you guys to accomplish your goal while landlords now have the, the, the law on their side to go 10%, which is the maximum yeah. allowed, yeah. as opposed to 3%. I think without question, you have to look at things in tandem. So you have to be able to address what can the city do legally to, to, to help folks um, and to make it um, a, a more bearable economic environment to be in. So we have to we have to address things in parallel. We uh, we can't just do one item at a time. Right. We have to address the the workforce housing while at the same time we're addressing uh, the care and support and, and access for our homelessness um, uh, situation and then uh, look at the laws that are in place that uh, the what the city can do legally to help out in every single one of those situations, right. whether it's it's the drug user on the street, it's the person that's just coming up short to meet their next right payment and they're going to get kicked out, um, or it's it's the the individual who who needs mental health care support um, and, and is, isn't asking for it and wants it. Yeah, and and there's two two different people, right? There's right. there's the right. one that want there's right. the one that right. that is is in a position where they 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 understand and they they ask for the help, um, and and those folks um, can can uh, are able to get access to support immediately. Um, immediately, we're able to assist uh, those individuals. Um, there's there's a, a a big outdoor population that is in that classification that. They're not asking for it and they don't they they don't see themselves they can't they're not able to make that decision that they they need that mental health right. uh, care and support so election day is the 23rd of august am i right no it's uh november 8th november 8th well okay i was wrong so after november 8th and providing you you went i lost you again no, I'm here. Go ahead. Okay. So what does your week look like providing you get the nomination and you providing you win and everybody's happy? Um, well, it's going to be a very busy week because it's Pride Weekend in Palm Springs. <laughs> so like uh, e election election week is actually Pride Week in Palm Springs. So it's uh, it's going to be a very busy week for um, the, the last days of campaigning and encouraging folks to go to their precinct and 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 place their ballot and vote for me. Um, uh, but uh, our Pride Week kicks off on um, the week prior. So after 
Halloween, we're in full-fledged pride mode in the city of Palm Springs, and we'll have several hundred thousand people participating in uh, pride events to celebrate the diversity of Palm Springs pride, and um, we will be welcoming people from across the country uh, from November 1st all the way through to election day on November 8. Um, so uh, the the cards will uh, go in my favor if the gods are willing and uh, polls will close at eight o'clock on November 8. And then uh, you know, we will take a deep breath, celebrate and then get to work. So the gods in your favor and a year from now, a year and a half from now, let's say two years from now, what do you wanna be known for? I, I want to see you know, that we have workforce housing underway. Uh, that that we are we have, we've got approvals uh, to bring workforce housing online uh, because that's clearly for me that's a, an area where we've got to start. Uh, I would like to see that uh, that that I I had a role in helping to bring about community policing and safer streets in the city of Palm Springs, and that I'm known to have worked closely with the sh the police department and our new police chief. Uh, he's the fifth police chief that I've worked with in Palm Springs. Um, and, 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 and I would uh, love to see him achieve his vision because when he does that, our city is going to be a safer place for everybody. And, uh, and then in a year, we will have tackled some of the issues with homelessness. And uh, I, I would like to be seen as one of the leaders who contributed to that. Ron, I thank you. And uh, I wish you all the best. It's a big, big job to, to take. I don't know why some people want to take it, but I'm glad it's you, not me. Um, and I do hope, you know, um, that we as a whole, we as a group, we as a collective here, harness this issue. At least this is one of the major issues that is just visually and, and humanitarian, humanitarian uh, problematic not just for, for, for me or for you, and for everyone. Um, so I do thank you for, um, for this half an hour or so. And uh, best of luck to you. For people out there, if you live in District 3 and you want to vote, whatever you want to you want to vote for, I'm not telling you to, who to vote for. But you, vote for Ron, you vote for Rhonda Hart. Come on now. <laughs> November, November 8th. And... Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Till next time, take care, everyone. Thank you, Juan. All right, thanks, Sam.